when these things started happening, I did not know what was going on, you know, and I think that this is another sort of notch in the belt of we need more awareness when it comes to mental health. You know, I, I never had suffered from any sort of mental health crisis before in my life. You know, sure, I had stress and I had, had anxiety at certain points in my life, but never to the extent of what I had experienced going through the birth and the postpartum and our daughter's hospitalization and her medical needs. And so I just didn't know what was happening until it was too late. Hey, friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother show. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset, own your time, and make money moves. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies you can use in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you, which will help you own your identity outside of motherhood and find the freedom to do more of the things that you love and enjoy. At More Than a Mother, we are redefining the way you think, feel, and look at motherhood. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just absolutely love the show, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your biggest takeaways in your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses and also tag at More Than A Mother Podcast so that I can share your share with my audience. Each time you share the show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. So are you ready, mama? Let's go. My guest today is Gabby Grinberg, Vice President of Proofpoint Marketing. Gabby runs Proofpoint Marketing along with her husband, Mike, and they also are the hosts of a podcast, Mixing Business with Pleasure. Gabby joined me to talk about her journey, including having her daughter at 24 weeks and her being a micro preemie, all that she experienced through her daughter's early days, and how that sparked her and her husband to start their own business, which is now a business-to-business digital marketing agency with fully remote workers. Let's dive into my conversation with Gabby. Hey, Gabby, how are you? I'm doing great, Luan. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so glad to have you here today as my guest. And I am so excited to be here because I think we are more than mothers, and I'm excited to discuss and get into that topic with you today. Yes, so am I. But before we get into all that, if you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to my audience. Absolutely. So my name is Gabby Israel Grinberg. I live in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am a mom. I have a a beautiful five-year-old daughter, and she came into this world in a very challenging way. So we'll talk about that. Beyond being a mother, I am a business owner. I have a remote digital marketing agency, Proofpoint Marketing, that I started with my husband. We are also podcast hosts. We have a podcast called Mixing Business with Pleasure, and we interview other couples that are in business together. And I love uh, chai tea lattes from Starbucks. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. I love Starbucks as well. So that is just great. Sounds like you are doing a whole lot. 
Yes. Yes. I feel like I wish I could clone myself and that I had like a couple of extra hours and a couple of extra days during the week because there's so much to do and, you know, just not enough time to do it all. And, and, you know, like all mothers out there, like all moms and business owners and just everybody out there today, I think we're all sort of coming to that realization, if it hasn't already hit us, that, that yeah, we can't do it all and we need help and we need to prioritize and we need to take our to-do list and chop it up and divide it out and figure out, okay, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do tomorrow, and do I need the support? Do I need help to get things done? So that is, that, that, that's huge, right? Most definitely. It is very huge. So you are definitely in the right place because I am all about priorities and being productive and time management. So you are in the right place today. Awesome. At More Than a Mother podcast, we believe that you can be a great mom and pursue your dreams at the same time. However, we recognize that everyone has a story. We all have traveled a path to get to this point that we are at today. So if you could please just take a moment and share with my audience, what was your aha moment or aha moment you had along the way that kind of put you on the path you're on today? I will definitely, it will probably take more than a, than a moment. So <laughs> bear with me, but That's I will fine. try to, I'll try to make this story um, as concise as I can, because it is a long one. So I mentioned in the intro that, you know, I have a daughter and she came into this world in kind of difficult circumstances. And so that was really the, that was sort of unbeknownst to me at the time. That was one of a few moments in my life that put me on the path where I am today. In 20, in August, 2015, my daughter Lana was born at 24 weeks. She was a micro preemie. She was born weighing 11 ounces uh, or 330 grams for anyone using the metric system. For anyone that needs a point of reference, 11 ounces is less than a pound. A pound is 16 ounces. A good way to kind of think about this is if you drink soda cans or, you know, LaCroix or any kind of beverage in a can, a can is generally 12 ounces. So our daughter was 11 ounces. And another point of reference that I give to people to kind of visualize what this looks like is if you take your cell phone in your hand and you put it in the palm of your hand, that's approximately her size at birth from she was she was 10 and a half inches 11 ounces so this child was very small she is till this day five years on the second smallest micro preemie to be born at children's minneapolis and to survive she's one of a couple hundred kids around the world that are part of the micro preemie registry world registry so it's an online registry for children that are born under a pound so, you know, long, big, crazy, big journey there for her. And also for me, I had preeclampsia and something called HELP syndrome, H-E-L-L-P. So my, my journey to becoming a mom was, was very dangerous. I was actually, had I not gone to the hospital when I did, it's very, very likely that I would not be here today because I, I was very ill. My, my body was, was fighting off this horrible gestational disease. I had an emergency C-section and shortly after that, I lost my job. I was working full time. And so kind of talk about insult to injury. You know, I, I, I had a job. I was, I was making, you know, really good salaries, making six figures. And I was also the primary holder for the insurance. So the insurance, our health insurance came through me. So not only am I, you know, recovering from a very serious illness, 
I have a daughter that's in critical condition. I've just lost my job. I've just lost my health insurance. I've just lost my second income. And talk about insult to injury. At the time, we were we were beside ourselves, my husband and I. We were furious. We were upset. We were hurt. We were scared. But that ended up being a very big turning point for us because it, it really pushed us to the path of where we are today. So our daughter spent six months in the hospital. And then when she came home, she came home in February of 2016. She was born August 2015. I became a full-time caregiver. I, I always say that I was a stay-at-hospital mom for the first month, and then I became a home mom, which none of those things were in my plan. I, I was very happy with my job. I was happy with my career. I was growing. I was you know, climbing the ladder, as they say. And, you know, overnight, our life just got turned upside down. So in February 2016, as I said, I became a stay-at-home mom and a full-time caregiver. Our daughter had some medical needs. She was on continuous oxygen. She had a feeding tube. And, you know, being born so early and, and so small, she had a lot of, you know, she, she required a lot of early intervention for therapy, you know, PT, OT, feeding therapy, speech therapy, all of that. And unbeknownst to me at the time... Between 2016 and 2017, early 2017, I started experiencing late onset postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and PTSD from being in the hospital. And I, I went into a very dark place. It was, it was very challenging. It was very dark. I suffered a lot with that. I, I didn't know what was going on inside of me at the time. I had no idea. And nobody around me was able to kind of understand or pick up or figure out what was happening because I was holding it together pretty well. I was holding it together. I was taking care of this baby, you know, but inside I was really falling apart. And I ended up, you know, needing some help, needing some therapy. And, you know, thankfully I am alive today because I, I was in a very dark place that could have led me down a, a dark and irreversible path, the way things were going. And so that was another blip in our journey. That was just another step along this path that led us to where we are today. And the biggest change, the biggest, I would say, push that we had to, before starting our company, Proofpoint, was in 2017, our daughter was just shy of turning two. She was 22 months. The company that my husband was working for at the time went bankrupt. And the writing was on the wall. The company was shutting down. It was not looking good. And my husband had had some knowledge prior to the company closing that, that this was going to happen. We actually still have not received two pay periods from that time because the company was running out of cash and they couldn't pay their employees. So here we go again. You know, I'm I, our daughter's 22 months at the time. She's doing great. She's she's growing. She's hitting her milestones. I had received the healthcare and the mental support that I needed, but then bam, another thing happens. My, my husband's company is going bankrupt. And at the time he was our sole provider because I was still a stay-at-home mom. And that was the biggest push that we needed to say, okay, you know what? We're going to take our career. We're going to take our financial future. We're going to take everything into our own hands. And that was the biggest push that, that led us to starting our business. So that was how Proofpoint was born, was conceived. You know, we say that it was conceived out of a family crisis and it was really just these series of, 
um, unfortunate and unforeseeable events that led us down this path. But it was really, I, I say it was really the inspiration of my daughter because at the end of the day, she needed her parents to be home with her. She needed caregivers. She needed a mom and a dad that were present in her life and that could give her the support that she needed very early on. It definitely was a series of events. And it's, it's amazing how out of times of crisis that great things can be born. And just the fact that you were able to navigate through all of those things and really come together with your husband to really start your company. I mean, that's just amazing in itself. Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and even free tips, tools, and strategies delivered straight to you? Well, join the More Than a Mother community today. Head on over to LawanMoses.com and become a part of our community right now. That's www dot L-A-W-A-N-N-M-O-S-E-S dot com. I can't wait to see you inside my community. And you mentioned that you were suffering from some postpartum depression and PTSD because of the things that you went through with the hospital and all. So what were something, I know you mentioned you got help, but what were some ways that you were able to navigate that in the midst of everything else you had going on? Yeah. Well, as I said, you know, when these things started happening, I did not know what was going on, you know, and I think that this is another sort of notch in the belt of we need more awareness when it comes to mental health. You know, I I never had suffered from any sort of mental health crisis before in my life. You know, sure, I had stress and I had, had anxiety at certain points in my life, but never to the extent of what I had experienced going through the birth and the postpartum and our daughter's hospitalization and her medical needs. And so I just didn't know what was happening until it was too late, until I had reached a very difficult point. I, I had contemplated taking my life. And because I, I, I just, I had reached a very dark point and I didn't know what to do. And I felt I was invisible. I felt that nobody was, was, was caring for me. The, the emphasis was on my daughter. The emphasis was on her, but I didn't feel as, as though I had the support from my, my community, my, my tribe, if you will, that was recognizing what was happening to me. And quite frankly, I didn't know what was happening to me. And when I had reached that point, when I'd reached that point, when I had said, you know what, I'm just going to end it all. Thank, I thank God every day that I had a little voice inside of me that said, no, Gabby, you can't do this. You have a daughter, you have a husband, you have a family, you have siblings, mom, dad. You know, I, I, ha I had this little tiny voice. It was weak. It wasn't very loud, but it was still inside me. And I heard that voice and I listened to it. And that allowed me to get help. That, that, that day when I heard that voice inside me say that, I turned to my husband and I had to tell him something very difficult. I had to tell him where, what I was feeling and what I was going to do. And that was the hardest day of my life to, to have to confront that and, and say those words out loud. And my husband was, you know, God bless him. He was like shocked beyond belief. He was beside himself. He felt so guilty that he hadn't seen these things, that he hadn't been more supportive to me. And he said, I don't care about anything else. Nothing else matters. You need to get help. And so we researched different therapists in the Twin Cities. We wanted to find somebody that would specialize in, you know, mother's needs and, and postpartum and PTSD. You know, we wanted 
to find somebody that was going to really be able to help me through and navigate through that time. And I, I did start meeting with a therapist a few times a week for, for a period of a few months. And really what I learned in that time is that taking time for yourself prioritizing your needs, even if it's the smallest thing. You know, my, my therapist would tell me to start by moisturizing my hands, like just put moisturizing cream on your hands. Okay. And I thought, what, what this, this is ridiculous. Like I thought, I thought this lady was just crazy. And the ritual of just putting cream and lotion and rubbing that in and, you know, getting in the, in the fingers and like all, it was very therapeutic. And I didn't realize, I didn't, I never recognized just how therapeutic it can be to spend time and taking care of our body. And then, you know, moisturizing my hands turned into, okay, why don't you start moisturizing your legs, you know? And this is going to sound funny because people maybe already do this, you know, you already maybe do, you know, you already have your ritual, but it was really the deliberate steps of saying, focusing on me, you know, not focusing on my daughter, not focusing on the house, not worrying about the dishes or the laundry or the other things. It was really about, okay, Gabby, how do you make yourself feel good? And then it was journaling. You know, I, I had a journal for a while. I, I haven't kept up with it to be, to be honest, but I do have it by my bedside and it is something that I know I can always turn to when I need, when I need it. But it was really about focusing on on me, focusing on my body, focusing on the things that give me peace, that bring me comfort, and that allow me to take a moment out of my day and not worry about anybody else. So it was really just a gradual, gradual steps of different things that I now do pretty consistently to kind of help, especially when I'm feeling overstressed or overtired or I have some moments of anxiety. That's when I know no, okay, I'm taking time out for me. Yeah, that's so important. And I like that you had your husband there that was able to support you through all of this and everything that you were going through and you were able to talk about this and then seek the therapy. Because I think so many people do not seek therapy or go after therapy because they feel it may make them weak or whatever the societal perceptions of it are. And as you said, mental health is not really talked about and discussed a whole lot. But I can really relate to the whole putting moisture, lotioning your body, lotioning your hands, because moms don't realize how much we skip out on the basic necessities or the basic things that regular people do. And I mean, I remember at a time in my life, it was skipping, putting the lotion on and all of that. And then I read something that's like, okay, if you want to start with self-care, then put lotion on your body. And it's like, you don't think about that right. as self-care, but- the you fact don't, that you yeah. Get out the shower, right. The fact you get out the shower and just go dry off and put your clothes on, it's like, okay, I'm skipping lotion. Why am I not taking the five or 10 minutes to put some lotion <laughs> if it's five? Why am I not doing that? And it's kind of like you said, it's right. kind of silly, but it's really, why am I not doing that? And I remember asking myself, why am I skipping putting lotion on? But it's just always that constant go and giving to everybody else. Well, and I think it comes a slippery slope, you know, because I remember when my daughter was very critical and she was very young and, you know, still an, in I mean, and, and any child that is an infant requires an inordinate amount of a mother's attention. But when you have a child that has medical needs, you know, that, that even goes up e even more so. And you, you say, okay, I'm going to skip lotion today. I'm going to skip blow drying my hair tomorrow. I'm going to skip 
brushing my teeth and, you know, like all these things that you start saying, I, I don't have to, I don't have time to make myself a meal. I don't have time to have breakfast. I don't have time to go and get my hair done or go and do my nails or like, you know, whatever it is, or forget about that beauty side of things. It's even like, I don't have time to take a shower right? There were days when my, my daughter was so so young that I'm like, oh, I don't have time. I'm too tired or whatever. So it, it becomes a slippery slope. Once you start sort of compromising on the things that help you and bring you joy and bring you peace or, or give you comfort or just make you feel like a whole person again, it's a slippery slope because then you start giving yourself permission to skip out on other things. And, and once you start skipping out on the little things, it becomes easier and easier to justify skipping out on big things. And that's where that's where I had kind of ended up because I was so busy taking care of a child with special needs, with medical needs, that me as a person, I was not taking care of myself. And, and quite frankly, I think this also goes back to sort of societal norms. My The closest people around me were also not taking care of me everyone was focused on the baby. And I think that's true of any mother. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to go through what I have gone through. And I hope nobody does. I mean, the, the numbers of premature births and, and challenging gestational diseases is going up in America for women today. It's, it's actually quite very scary how many women go through this and, and, and the fatalities because of it. But, you know, God forbid, you don't have to go through that to know that when you bring a baby home, the focus is on the baby, your parents, your in-laws, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, like it doesn't matter who's in your life, the mailman, it could even be the, oh, you have a new baby. Oh my God. Oh, how's the baby? Is she cute? Is he this? Da, da, da. Like how much does he weigh? What color eyes does it have? What's the nursery? You know, the focus is on the baby. And of course it should be. A baby is joy. A baby is love. A baby is everything beautiful and wholesome and special in this world. But I think so often, and I, and I've, I've talked about this on a couple of other podcasts because it's a topic that's very, very personal to me. I think that we forget that the mother is also born. And the fathers are born too. You know, fathers are, are, are new fathers become new fathers. They weren't a father before, but the, the change that happens in a woman is astronomical and nobody talks about that. Nobody knows. You don't know about that until it happens to you. And when it happens to you, you it's like, oh my God, when did this happen? You know, it's like, so I think that it, it's often easy to forget that a mother needs help too. And a mother has needs and a mother needs to be taken care of. And I think that it's start, I'm starting to see these conversations happen in society more, but it's not how it, 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 it needs to be recognized and it needs to be talked about. And everybody in a mom's life needs to know that she needs help. I definitely agree with that. And the fact that you said that mothers are born, I don't think anyone really thinks about a mother being born that the same day that this baby is born, especially when it's your first child. You've never been a mother before. So that the same way that the baby is going to have needs, you're going to have your own individual needs as a woman, but then also you're trying to navigate this new motherhood role and then take care of this baby. And then in your situation, having a baby that's seriously ill and has health issues, it just becomes a big jumbled mess. And like you said, it's that slippery slope because you're, you have to attend to the needs of your baby. And it's so easy and all of that to lose yourself 
in everything you're doing because you go from being this individual to now you're someone's mother and you have someone depending on you and it can just get really hectic. So yes, definitely. I definitely agree with all that you just said. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? Well, look no further. In case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, and the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further. I am here and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Tell me more about what you're doing at Proofpoint Marketing. Sure. So Proofpoint Marketing is a remote B2B digital marketing agency. We work with technology companies, med tech, ag tech, SaaS companies. We work with manufacturing. So we work with very sort of niche tech and manufacturing industry. So hence B2B. And we are fully remote. So our team is distributed. You know, my husband and I were based in the Twin Cities. We work out of our home. We have a number of employees and contractors that are all over the U.S., which is really exciting because it has allowed us to meet some amazing people, hire really talented people. And like I talked about earlier, you know, we are a remote company and we have a flexible work schedule. So we really try to create a culture that allows our team to, you know, to work in the best manner that, that, that works for them and works for their family. You know, with Proofpoint, you know, building a culture that allows our employees to, to get as close to the work-life balance that they strive for themselves is something that's very important to us. And something that was kind of forged in fire as we were going through our journey. You know, for me, as I mentioned earlier, I lost my job at the most critical point in my life. And my husband's company went bankrupt, you know, unfortunately because of some very poor decisions. And so a lot of those, a lot of the challenges that we experienced in our career were things that we said, uh-uh, we're not going to have that at proof point. We're going to change the way that companies do things. We're going to, we're going to change the way that, that agency, especially, you know, marketing and advertising agencies, they get sort of this bad rep for being very churn and burn and working their people to the, to the bone. And, you know, while we do believe in doing excellent work for our clients and, and going that extra mile for them, we're also very, very focused on health and wellness and well-being and, and having a positive work culture and one that is really focused on transparency and integrity and trust. And one that allows, like I said, our, our employees to really find that ideal work-life balance for them while still progressing in their career 
and still, you know, delivering excellent work. That's, those are some things that are very, very important to us. And that's wonderful how you were already fully remote and you had this flexible work culture that you've built, especially during this time when there were so many companies that were in organizations scrambling to figure out how are we going to keep operations going? How are we going to transition to a remote work environment? And really, to me, remote work environments is like the time of now. And if it was something like took COVID for us to really get to this point, but that's really with all the technology we have and everything that's coming out, it's like only a matter of time before more and more companies are kind of going to be in that remote work environment. And the fact that you're, you were able to build that. So I'm sure, like you said, you had your challenges when COVID first hit, but it wasn't really a you having to pivot or kind of really do a lot of things differently because you had already built your business on this remote, flexible work environment. What is it like for you being a business owner and a mom during this time? <laughs> it is crazy. You know, it is very tough. I will, I will say that more than ever, I have been very hard on myself because, you know, I have a business that needs me right now. I have a business that unfortunately did take a couple of hits due to COVID. And so I've been spending a lot of time focusing on the business, new biz dev, marketing, content, you know, putting, you know, continuously working on our operations and our systems. And that those things are time consuming and those things are, are mentally consuming as well, because it's like a lot of mental heavy lifting. And unfortunately, there have been times where, you know, over the past six, seven months where I have not been giving my best to my daughter. I have not been giving her quite my undivided attention. You know, I, I will be sitting with her and then an email will come up on my phone and I'm looking at it or a Slack message, you know, so I, I will be the first to admit. And my husband and I were talking about this just last night in bed before we went to sleep is that we really need to work on this. We really need to prioritize family time and separate that from work time. And it gets very tricky to do that. You know, as a business owner, you're kind of, your brain is always on. You know, I could be in bed getting ready to turn down for the night and all of a sudden an idea will hit me, you know, something for the business. <laughs> and I'll have to tell my husband, I'll be like, oh my God, Mike, I just thought of this thing. And, you know, then, then we start talking and then, you know, and then we're like, not going to sleep for like another hour because we're talking about these things. Certainly a work in progress in this area. I am not perfect by any means. Again, recovering, you know, recovering perfectionists here. It is tough to balance your kids. It is tough to balance your family life. It's a, it's a, it's a dance. It's, it's, it's a very rhythmic dance and you're constantly changing partners and you're constantly being forced to change steps and twirls and dips and I think that it, it's been tough. I will say that it's been tough, you know, but but we're doing the best we can. And I think that everybody out there that is listening today and that is going through balancing work and family and, and your spouse and everything else that we have to balance, just know that it's never going to be perfect. And every day is going to be a new challenge. And every day is just about getting better and, and making that time and separating. So we are we are working hard on that. I will say that. Most definitely. And I'm sure that's one of the challenges with being in business with your spouse is the fact that you both are doing business together. So as you said, an entrepreneur, you're always having these thoughts. And then when you're in business with your spouse, they're right there. So you can just talk to them at any given time of the day, no matter what you're doing, you can always talk business. So as you said, it's important to kind of 
find that balance and figure out this whole juggling act that we all try to do so that we have those boundaries around, okay, I need to have boundaries around when I'm talking about business, when we're talking about family, and it is a work in progress. And it's something Mm -hmm. that constantly is always evolving. And there are times when your business, as I tell people, your business will require more attention than family. Then there are times that your family will require more attention than your business, but it's up to us to just constantly kind of navigate and move figure it out and just not beat ourselves up because we may have neglected one area at any given time because it may only be for a short period of time and realize that we're doing the best we can. And as you said, perfectionism, it just doesn't exist. So we can just do what we can. Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support certainly does not go unnoticed. If you truly love the More Than a Mother podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. The more you share, The more you review, the more moms this show can reach. Let's keep spreading the word about the greatness of the More Than a Mother podcast so that other moms can feel inspired and motivated just like you. What has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh, well, you know, I, I have to say that first and foremost, seeing my daughter thrive watching her work every day so hard is the most beautiful thing that I have seen, you know, and I went and and my daughter, like I said earlier, you know, she was less than a pound, 10 and a half inches born at 24 weeks. In all reality, you know, looking at all the statistics out there, she shouldn't even be alive today. So seeing her today is the greatest joy, the greatest reward that I have been given. She is my miracle. She, I think now for the record, I think all children are miracles, but I look at my daughter and I know that where she, where she started her journey in life was one that was many, many obstacles. And she is thriving today. She's five years old now. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's smart. She's also driving us a little crazy, and that's just par for the course. That's, you know, that that's what comes with it. She's no longer needing oxygen. She's been off oxygen for many years now. She still has a feeding tube, but now she's completely an oral eater. So we do have the tube still in there just for emergencies and medication, but she's eating by mouth, which is phenomenal. She was, you know, fully tube fed for the first four years of her life. And wow. that, that was a huge struggle for me personally, emotionally. So just knowing that she is on a beautiful path, she's doing so well and she's thriving and knowing from where she came from being so tiny and in the hospital and so fragile, not knowing if she would make it day to day, knowing that today she's five years old, she's getting dressed on her own, she's she's doing everything that a five-year-old should do, and then some is my greatest joy, is my greatest gift. It's also my greatest sense of frustration and craziness, and like, oh my God, she's driving me nuts sometimes, but that's part of being a mom, and I, and I have to remind myself that I have to be thankful for not only the good days, but also the bad days, also the times where she drives me crazy and she doesn't listen and I step on her Legos and all that other stuff that comes with being a mom. I have to be thankful for that. I have to, I get angry and I yell and I, and I, I go crazy, but I, I'm also super thankful for that. Well, thank you for sharing that amazing journey with us. And I'm glad to hear that your daughter is doing so well. So if you could just tell my audience, where can we find you and where can we connect with you online? 
Absolutely. So if there's anyone listening today that wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, please find me on LinkedIn. I, I try to be pretty active there. It's Gabby Israel Grinberg. You can look me up. You can check out our website, www.proofpoint.marketing, if you're in the need of marketing services, or if you just want to ask some questions, I'm happy to connect with anybody that, that has questions or that wants to talk marketing. If you are going through challenges with your child, if you've had a premature child or a child with medical needs, I would be honored to be a sounding board and to help in any of the resources and challenges that I've been through. It would be my purpose to help somebody else that is going through that. That's something that I'm very passionate about is helping others that that have gone through or are going through challenges with prematurity because I've been there and I know what it's like. I'm five years out and so I can definitely relate and help. We talked about my podcast, so I'd like to say a little word about that too. It's called Mixing Business with Pleasure. We interview other couples that are in business together. So if you and your spouse want some real knowledge dropped, uh, check out and you work with your, your spouse or your partner, check out the podcast. If you have an amazing story and you think you'd be an awesome guest, let me know. It's mixingbizwithpleasure.com, www.mixingbizwithpleasure.com. We're on all the socials and that's where you can find me. That's awesome. I'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. I thank you, Gabby, for joining me today and sharing your story and your journey and all the things that you've been through. It has truly been a great time and I enjoyed this chat and I just thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Luan, and have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to LawanMoses.com. I love for us to stay in touch. Make sure you leave your email address so I can send you inspiration, tips, and the latest updates. Or if you prefer, text the word more, that's M-O-R-E to 302-440-4653. We have some great things coming up and I don't want you to miss a thing. Thanks again. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, keep pressing because victory is yours.